Hey y'all, it's Nathan Resnick from Sourceify, and today we've got another epic guest on e-commerce on tap. This is a show about the entrepreneurs, creators, and agencies that make up the e-commerce world and the stories behind how they grew. Crack your brew because here comes another amazing episode. That's amazing. And so Tracy, like walk me through right now at Big Commerce, what's really going on inside the whole you know e-commerce world that you guys see because you guys power hundreds of thousands of different stores so i can only imagine the insights that you have in terms of where you see the trends heading and how people are you know crushing it online yeah so you know it's it's so interesting so amazon is the 800 pound gorilla sitting in every executive's boardroom if you are a retail company um and as a as a result so so brands are starting to realize that that one you can't necessarily compete with Amazon. You, you you can try, and there there are some big brands out there that, that are really going that route. Um, but where people are seeing a lot of success is actually using Amazon as a complimentary sales channel. A lot of people are making a lot more money through Amazon than they are through their own website. But there's some downsides to Amazon. For instance, when you start selling your product on Amazon, you have commoditized your product. Um, it is the lowest possible price that it can be, and it's not branded to you. It's branded, it's it's wrapped in Amazon from the moment somebody buys it to the moment they get it at their door. It, it's an Amazon experience. You don't get their email, you just get the money. Um, that's not a really great way to build um, brand equity. But it is a really great way to to drive revenue, right? So, so as a mm-hmm. result, we see folks over um, on their actual websites turning their websites into hubs of community, especially if you're a niche community, right? So, turning those websites in, into community hubs and experience hubs, and really trying to offer something that Amazon can't offer, which is not a lot of people are having a lot of like in depth conversations about individual products on on Amazon or about product niches, right? So, so imagine that the hair care community is actually a really great one. Naturally Curly does a fabulous job at producing tons of content about that industry, sparking conversation. Those conversations continue on their own forums and in their comment section. They have tools around quizzes. They provide you with bundles of products. Um, they, they even push you to, I think they have a tool called a, like Curly Hair Care or Curly Hairstylist Finder or something, which is, which is also important, right? Amazon doesn't know that mm-hmm. that's important. They're not focused on building that. Right. So naturally, Curly's done a great job at giving people a reason to not buy on Amazon, or at least a reason to come to them and visit them, give give them their email so that they can begin remarketing to them. Now, in mm-hmm. order to do that, in order to make your website this truly unique and custom experience, um, there's this kind of new term in market um, called headless commerce, which is um, really just the decoupling of e-commerce um, platforms, right? Where say you right. want to, yeah, so say you want to run a WordPress site, but you want to also offer checkout and you want that checkout to be PCI compliant and you actually have a decent sized catalog. So you need some kind of good catalog structure in there. Uh, BigCommerce is seeing a bunch of people use our platform for that, right? So we have like folks like Kodak are, are, are beginning to plug us in there. Skull Candy just came over and is doing doing some similar stuff. And the reason why headless commerce, I think, is becoming so popular mm-hmm. is because uh, you want to build this like unique experience and it's hard to build unique experiences, um, on, on kind of closed platforms. Um, the commerce likes to call ourselves an, an open SaaS platform. We, we don't really mm-hmm. 
close ourselves off to any borders. We have really pumped up our APIs. They're some of the most robust in the industry. Um, and that's so that you can use any other tool or platform um, to manage all of your information as your single source of truth or as your kind of content and experience hub and allow us to be that secure checkout backend and catalog management tool that you might need. Um, so that that's a big trend that, that I'm focusing a lot on. Still, clearly, there are tons of sites using BigCommerce as it was you know right. originally made, which is run your website on us. We we can do all your right. hosting, all of that jazz. And you do yeah, see I'm that happening. Do, do you know the story behind like how big commerce got started? I mean, I think it's like so fascinating to hear, you know, there's so many amazing software companies now that are selling great software to e-commerce stores to enable them to, you know, run more effectively. Sure. Do, you, do you know like how big commerce got started? I mean, I just am fascinated by how some of these amazing companies, you know, grow yeah. and get started. Yeah, so I, I I know it a little bit, and I, I don't want to speak for our founders. Um, I Eddie um, is is one of our founders, and I still talk to him a lot. I'll actually send this to mm-hmm. him see if I got it all right. Um, but it was started in Australia uh, by two guys named Eddie and Mitch. They were developers uh, and and engineers, and they were hanging out in an online forum um, in the late two thousands um, and met each other and said, "Hey, I like I think." we could kind of solve this problem around it being really hard to sell things online. Um, so mm-hmm. that that's how it started. Originally, they built what was then called uh, just a shopping cart, right? So a tool, kind of an app, if you will, um, that would allow people to um, easily add to their already existing sites this shopping cart technology, which is interesting because what I just explained with headless commerce is kind of it's it like coming 360 back around to like where it almost mm-hmm. started a little bit. Um, but clearly o- over time, as, as they started building that that tool out, that shopping cart out, it then began, b- began to... To um, you know, need need hosting and need additional inventory and need you know discounts and coupons and so it became this whole e-commerce platform that that you know of it today or th- that you know it as today. But yeah, originally mm-hmm. it was down in Australia, two guys in a forum saying, "Hey, you seem smart. You seem smart. Maybe we can try wow. to figure this out." That is epic. That's so cool. And like, so a lot of our audience here on e-commerce on tap, a lot of them are entrepreneurs that are really just getting started or starting to scale up. And so I kind of want to dive into that demographic and and really understand, you know, what you think the best next steps are for someone that's just starting to do a few thousand dollars a month. You know, how can they ramp up to start doing five figures and then obviously six figures a month? What do you think are some of those like first steps that need to be done? And I know, you know, everyone talks about running, you know, robust digital marketing campaigns, but maybe take it from like a content perspective and see what you've kind of understood from being at big commerce around how these big brands now start to create communities. Right, right. Yeah. No. So, so the community aspect of it, if you, if you have already figured out how to make a couple hundred or a couple thousand every month, like you, you are on a good route. Honestly, if you've done that, you've probably figured out at least some type of small niche where digital marketing is working well for you or social media advertising is working decently well for you. In order to really grow to that, you know, one mil, five mil, 10 mil annually mark, um, you need to start building foundation for long-term success. And what that looks like uh, is really, really great SEO and really, really great content. It it, it is that building of community. So um, I I like to think that that the best place to start um, is in building out your, your why, right? So 
imagine you you are competing something like 55% of all product searches online start mm-hmm. on Amazon so not only are you competing with Amazon for for ranking you're competing with you know anybody else who's ranking for your keyword on Google so you have to start with the why why you like why should i care about your business and what you are selling when it looks kind of very similar to that thing over there and is actually a little bit more expensive and i don't really get it right so that like you, you need to build, build out your why, your story. Why did you start this business? Why are you right. passionate about these items? How are these items different? And that does include content. There, there's a storytelling aspect to that. But also remember, same as you know, anyone listening, all of our time is very, very limited. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're on mobile a lot. So use video to tell those stories. Use graphics and interactive elements to tell those stories. Um, Man, I'm trying to think of a few brands like off the top of my head that are doing this really well. I have to send you some, some examples afterwards, Nathan. Um, but mm-hmm. but I, I bet all of you have seen them. Like when you go to those sites and they kind of like break the product down where they're like, okay, this is, oh, Casper actually does this really well. Right. You can go to their site and totally mm-hmm. look at it, right? Where they're like, this is the inside fill and this is the outside and it took us this long to develop this product. I'm sure it did take them a long time to do that, but was the, pro- like, was the process as dramatic and like, are they as like, here, here, like are they the world's biggest heroes for doing it? Probably not. Right. That's marketing. That's a good way of telling your story. Um, so, so I, I, I think that's where, where the content aspect starts. And then taking that further, right? So once you explain the why, then you got got to start explaining the how, mm-hmm. right? The is, is your product super technical? If it is, explain that to people, right? Are you really solving a pain point? If you are, walk people through how to solve that pain point for themselves without your product. That's going to help you sell your product because your product probably makes it a whole heck of a lot easier to do. Right. Um, a lot. A lot of our content, right, is 5,000 words. It's going to take you 20 minutes to read, even longer to implement after you read it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Or you could just use XYZ tool that we have, and then you wouldn't have to be doing this on your own. But the reason why that that how content is so important is because you are proving to people that you know what you're talking about, that not only do you know what you're talking about, but you can explain it to people so so well that they know what they're talking about. And then... If they don't want to do that, if that's like not in, in their toolkit, if, if they don't want to go reinvent the wheel, like you already have a really great wheel. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're proving the, the value behind it. Right. That's incredible. I mean, I think it really kind of stems from a brand breaking down their process and what sets them apart. You know, like what kind of aesthetic are you trying to connect with? And I think it kind of goes down to like you're saying, like, even though a lot of people think certain categories are very small, like even like hair extensions, like you were saying, with that, you know, cosmetics type of product category, if so many super fast growing cosmetic product in, in, you know, brands right now online, just because it's, it's massive, and especially being, you know, fueled by some influencers, the reach is just incredible that some of these, uh, you know, companies are extending to. And so I think it kind of goes hand in hand with the story behind your product and how that relates to your, to your, uh, you know, brand. So if someone like is just starting to do, you know, five figures a month and, and you know there's a lot of kind of just pain points that they're facing what you know logistically speaking or content wise like from a marketing team perspective and you know as you run marketing at big commerce what do you think they should be focusing on like should they be hiring out a big digital marketing agency should they be trying to hire someone in-house like should they be trying to optimize on a single channel like facebook ads or should they be you know managing their spend across channels what kind of like marketing approach would you recommend these companies have when they're just on the cusp of hitting five figures and kind of 
trying to go to that, you know, six figure a month mark? Sure. Um, also, I, I wouldn't be a, a good marketer if, if I offered only one solution there. The, the real honest answer is that it depends on, on your brand and your product and exactly where you are. But a couple things that I would immediately look at and try to start focusing on are, uh, one, your product pages. Product pages are essentially landing pages in today's age. Less people are going to be landing on your homepage, which is a good thing that more people are landing on your product pages because at that point in time, it's, it's not an additional click to get them over to there. As a result, though, your product page has to serve both the purpose of the product page as well as the homepage. The homepage, which essentially explains who you are and kind of welcomes people in, right? So your product pages need mm -hmm. to have really great product images, very clear call to actions. I would encourage people to figure out or think about this like hyper product personalization kind of aspect. Uh, Amazon can't do this. So, it, so it's a great opportunity for individual brands to do it where you add certain embroidery to, to an item, or maybe you like print out a custom label for people, whatever it is that makes people feel like they are like getting to build their own product. That's really cool. And you can do that with some conditional logic on a website that doesn't push the uh, add to cart button too far down, um, which is really mm -hmm. helpful. And then after that, you need social proof, you need um, to explain who you are, you need that kind of product breakdown. People, especially on mobile, are coming in and scrolling hot and fast through your site. Visuals are going to stop right. them. Any type of kind of clickable looking button is going to stop them. Um, I'm also recommending to a lot of people to kind of go back to, there's a lot of books written in like the 80s um, and, and 90s about direct response copywriting. That stuff is mm -hmm. working so well right now. It is crazy. And I think it's because people stopped doing direct response for about two decades. Um, and and, and now it's it, it seems brand new, but but it's not. And direct response is really just right. short to the point copywriting. Like think if Hemingway was like going to write a like product description for a product of yours, like it would be direct response. <laughs> um, and, and and that's wow. helpful and, and, and that's good because it people don't have a lot of time, right? Especially on mobile. Think right. about all of this from a mobile lens. And then also, I guess, tying it all back to community. Um, just take a hot look around the world right now and what's happening. Facebook is doubling down on community for a lot of reasons, but they're doubling down on community. Yeah. <laughs> um, Facebook's doubling down on community. Um, tons of other brands are beginning to double down on community. You, you look at brands like, you know, Patagonia that has just been doing insanely well. They have a fabulous community. Same with REI or Outdoor Voices. I don't know why I'm only thinking of like outdoor brands right now. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Do do start thinking about your product and your brand as a community leader, right? So people, all of us as individuals, especially in, like this has only been amplified, I think, in the age of the internet, where like at first we were all like, yes, the internet's going to bring us all closer together, and as a result, it's kind of like isolated a lot of us. Um, as I say, like working from home alone, right? <laughs> like, right. <laughs> um, but I'm still talking to everyone here. Um, so, so people want to connect. There's this crazy desire to connect. And a lot of like our, our, the way we currently live doesn't allow a lot of people to do that. And you see the most successful brands are able to tap into that. They are able to say, I have built a community for you. You are part of this community. We care about you. We talk to you. Sure, we sell products too, but that's not the first thing we do. The first thing we do is we build a cool and powerful and impressive community so that you feel heard, so that you feel included, so that you feel like you matter uh that right. that i think is going to become 
the most important thing for brands who want to surpass, you know, 20 mil, like you, you have to do that first. Otherwise everyone's going to go shop on Amazon, right? Cause it's, right. it's cheaper and it's easier. You have right. to be the community spot. And the, and the way that you do that is, is through content and, and direct response and talking to people like a, like a human. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I mean, one of the things that we see with these bigger marketplaces like Amazon is they're like actually starting to control the supply side of the marketplace where not only they're launching like Amazon basic lines, but they're also, you know, launching their own private label brands. And like, I think that's a crazy, you know, almost scary dynamic for brands that are fueled through the Amazon marketplace ecosystem. Because as a third party seller, you know, if you're competing with a brand that Amazon started at the end of the day, like they can change the algorithm and and make it so their products are going to rank higher than yours or even, you know, kick these third party sellers off. I know. Yeah. Well, so, so let, let's level set there real quick though. So 51 or 53% of all sales on Amazon as of the end of 2017 went to third parties. So right Mm -hmm. now third parties are beating Amazon. Um, (laughs) and that, and that number has, has continuously like grown over time, not, Mm -hmm. not gone down. Now you're absolutely right. Amazon in the same way that Google or Facebook can change the entire world as we know it with like a single algorithm change or a single, you know, just now we're selling this change. Right. Um, but that, that, that's the market that we're all in, right. Is yeah. the, um, we're, we're e-commerce sellers and that's always a possibility right. for right now. Amazon is a fabulous third party channel, mm-hmm. um, and, and a fabulous sales channel. And honestly, in order to kind of build like build that buffer around you mm-hmm. away from Amazon, especially as Amazon gets into more of that stuff. Yes, yeah. you need the community. Um, what are some cool ways or some, some like, what, what do you need in order to build a community? Like money doesn't hurt. So if you <laughs> are using Amazon as a sales channel and getting revenue through there and then pumping that back into your website to continue building that community, mm-hmm. like that I think is a smart, smart way to both use Amazon and then to offer buffer your, to buffer yourself from Amazon. Right. Makes sense. It's interesting. I mean, what do you think too? Like one of the things that I see fast growing e-commerce brands do is they start doing pop-up shops. Like what do you think is the reasoning and, and like, is that even profitable for e-commerce companies to do pop-up shops now? Man, I mean, the, the reasoning is community, right? Like, oh my, of course, mm-hmm. like, like you're trying to build mm-hmm. this community beyond like this on, like constantly talking to each other and making sure you're kind of where, where everyone is throwing events is helpful. Um, throwing the pop-up shops is helpful. You just want to get in front of people, right? Prove to people right, that right. you are real, that you care about your product. Um, pop-up shops can be, be profitable. I don't know how, how many, I, I don't know where profitability like falls in the, uh, in, 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 in that strategy. Right. Now, granted you ideally right. want to break zero, but there are tons of brands, mm-hmm. um, that, that, that you can work with. I think one might even be called storefront. I'm going to have to look that up, mm-hmm. but you, you can use okay. them to do a really quick pop-up. That's pretty cost effective. It's essentially like an Airbnb for pop-ups, right? Um, um, yeah. So you can use them. You can use square to, you know, manage all your inventory, have that sync back with your online store so that you can keep selling online, right. make sure all your inventory is in the same place. A lot of people like think about like Warby Parker, right? We're like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. You can go in there and kind of buy some glasses, but by and large, if you're going into a Warby Parker shop, you're going to still get those glasses mailed to you. People, I think, are beginning to experience that more and, and, and be more used to that. 
Um, so totally. I, I would encourage folks to think about their pop-up shops more as experiences for the customers, as more of get to know yous, as more of you know building that niche community and the selling aspect of it comes later. It comes with the trust that you gain. It comes with the um, relationships that, that you build. Right. That makes sense. It's, it's, I think it's just a crazy dynamic where, where, you know, like you said, they're trying to build community offline, which, has, which I think in turn probably boosts their growth at the end of the day. I mean, especially with fast growing right. e-commerce brands like uh, Away or like Allbirds, you know, they're all having little pop-up shops that fuel a lot of traffic and probably fuel a lot of conversion at the end of the day. And I'm not sure exactly how they're able to tie back that, you know, in-store traffic to uh, online sales, but I'm sure there's a way to measure it. And, you know, I'm sure they're making sales on the ground floor in these pop-up shops. So, you know, wrapping right. up here, you know, really what I like to understand and kind of get a feel for is for you, like in, in the future of e-commerce, like where do you think you see this whole industry going? Are there just going to be a massive amount of different brands selling similar products or are a few brands going to take over certain industries? I mean, obviously e-commerce has disrupted everything from mattresses to, you know, the way we buy eyeglasses. What do you think is next for the e-commerce world? And, you know, where do you see this heading? Yeah, no, that, that that's a really great question. So I... I, I like to think that we're not going to see a whole bunch of brands selling the the same stuff. Ideally, and, and when I'm consulting with brands or, or folks who are looking to start businesses, I'm like, seriously, like solve for a pain point. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's a brand that just launched not too long ago called Andy Swim, um, mm-hmm. which essentially is like a Warby Parker for swimwear where you can go choose three out, th- choose three of them, have them shipped to you, try them on at home and send them back. And the reason that that business was created was because uh, this very smart woman was like, the try on bathing suit experience sucks. Like right. I have to go into... <laughs> Uh, a store with terrible lighting, try on a swimsuit that more like more often than not isn't going to fit. And then like any women listening, you know, it's just like a not like a sanitary feeling experience trying mm-hmm. those bathing suits on there. Um, so so she launched this and I think she launched, gosh, summer of 2017. And mm-hmm. she just got uh, like seed funding from Demi Moore. I think something like wow. $2 million. Like, Incredible. right. So like she's solving for a real pain point. Like there, there are ways to create new products and new experiences and in really intelligent ways. It just takes a little bit more um, of, of things. It, it just takes thinking about it. I, and I'll, I'll be the first to confess. I, I'm not a person. I, I don't like capitalism for capitalism's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, principally, with me, that doesn't make sense. Principally, that that goes against things. I, I don't like when I buy something online and then it takes, you know, three weeks for it to be delivered to me. And then I like realized that on Amazon, it was actually 50% cheaper and had really right. bad reviews. So these people weren't the only people selling it and it took a long time to come. And now I'm unhappy. Like, I don't like that. Like I, I get there are a lot of sellers out there that are doing that, but that to me just feels cheap, you know, mm-hmm. it feels wrong in a lot of ways. Um, so, so I think that we're going to see a lot of brands, especially as, as this generation kind of comes up where experience matters, but so does honesty and transparency. Um, so I think community is going to continue to be a big deal. I do think that voice commerce is going to be a big deal. Um, I'm realizing now that I'm like out of like all my, like shopping on like Amazon Alexa or something, or what do you mean? Like voice commerce? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, uh, I mean, and Alexa is going to show you more Amazon stuff and Google stuff's going to show you more stuff from Google SEO. I mean, it's going to be a whole thing there. I'm just like eating my popcorn, (laughs) watching them to battle it out. Um, but, um, but yeah, 
yeah, so I think voice commerce yeah. is going to be big. I do think eventually um, uh, augmented reality and virtual reality is going to be big where you can just like maybe hold your phone up over like a website mm-hmm. store and like click on your phone, something that you want from there and kind of be pushed through a checkout process. I, I think that kind of stuff is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not here yet, but the more the more brands focus on experience and providing the coolest experience and the most customized products for their customers right um where where they are turning that website into a community hub i think the more likely it is that all of those things are going to come to fruition much more quickly got it that's incredible that's amazing insight well tracy thank you so much for joining us on e-commerce on tap you know, this was another amazing episode. Thanks everyone for tuning in. And Tracy, thank you again. If people want to find you and learn about big commerce, where can they go? Um, www.bigcommerce.com slash blog is where I put everything. Um, but big commerce is on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Our Instagram is legit. You guys, I like, I even love our Instagram stories. Um, so definitely watch those. And then I'm on Twitter as well. Feel, feel free to tweet at me. It's just Trace Ball. Um, I'm on there pretty often and we'll get back to you as soon as I can. Amazing. Perfect. Tracy, thank you so much. And guys, go check out Big Commerce. It's one of my favorite e-commerce platforms. And we'll see you next time on e-commerce on tap. And there you have it. Thanks again for tuning in to e-commerce on tap. If you could like, subscribe, tell a friend, really spread the word about the information we're getting out there. That would be much appreciated. Also, if you have any manufacturing questions or need help with your manufacturing, feel free to reach out to Sourceify for the fastest growing manufacturing platform helping hundreds of companies produce products around the world. Thanks again and have a great one.